Hey folks, welcome to J&J Every Day. With me as always is Jay. What's going on everybody? And I am of course Jim. So, I mean, we don't really have a topic today. So, I mean, this is going to be very meandering, I think. Yeah. Probably pull up some news articles, news and review type of shit. More than likely. Um, you may hear some cats fighting in the background because we've got an instigator this morning. It's just a training mission for our, our cat fights. So Yeah, is. so it turns out we misunderstood that phrase. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I knew what I meant. You're the one that took it to the cats. Oh, so. my bad. Okay, so this was my fault. I see. Yeah. I see. I, I seen a pool of jello. <laughs> cats don't like jello. <laughs> Wrong type of cats. Got it. Got yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Um, At any rate, uh, yeah, let's... I'll tell you what. I made a, to me at least, incredibly wild fucking discovery the other day. So, Jay... Tell me what you know about Celestial Seasonings Tea Company. Uh, not much. I know they're a tea company. I actually have purchased some of their products. You know, I think their biggest one's that Sleepy Time Tea. Yeah. Um, it's the, from what I understand, it's the one that put them on the map. Yeah. Um, I've bought a few of their things, but I don't really know much about them. Well, I have learned some things about them. Now, I will say this. Uh, uh, let me preface it all with... The original founders really don't have anything to do with the company anymore. It was bought by a, a larger conglomerate. Well, you know, most the whole, things are. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, what's the what's the conspiracy theory? Which man? This honestly, there's demonstrable evidence that there are about six major companies that run pretty much everything. Um, oh yeah. Whether or not they actually run governments. That's harder to say, but they, I mean, you can see, you can get online and find, well, this company owns literally every goddamn food product in the world, except for these ones, which are owned by this company. So, you know, if you're buying food, you're paying them. Uh, But anyway. Well, real quick about that. There is, uh, I used to work for Krispy Kreme Donuts. Mm -hmm. They used to be pub, you know. Publicly owned, or well, they family created them here in the states. Right, they got bought out by a conglomerate. I don't know; it's been back probably ten years ago now. The company that bought them, I can't remember, but it's it's basically one family who owns all of this. They owned like Jimmy Choo shoes, Maybelline, Durex condoms. I mean, they had food companies, makeup companies, just just a shit ton of companies they owned. Yeah. So yeah, it's one of the companies they they owned like seventy five brands at the time. Yeah, I can believe that easily. I mean, you look at Nestle; they own so much shit. Yeah. Anyway, back to your story about yeah. Uh, yeah. So to just kind of immediately drop a bomb here, two of the main founders of Celestial Sea Seasoning uh, Tea, big into eugenics. Now, I want to stress that does not make them Nazis. That does mean, though, that they said they took a look at some stuff in the Nazi playbook and said, "Yeah, yeah, no, I get that," which <laughs> is in and of itself a problem. Yeah. So let me let me find the original article here because I uh, there's basically there was this book and these guys are like alternate lifestyle, new age, hippie type situation here. They were basically a group of friends that like to go out and hike in like the Colorado mountains. And they're like, hey, wait a minute. There's a lot of herbs here that are very beneficial when brewed into teas and things like that. You know, chamomile, lavender, shit like that. I just searched celestial seasonings. Yeah, oh yeah. I think it's like the third thing that pops up. The second thing that popped up said celestial seasonings cult. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Basically, there's this book. Uh, let's see. It, um, I've got it pulled up here. New Age Bible called the Urantia Book. Uh, first published in 1955, uh, inspired by Seventh-day Adventist uh, movement, except that it was supposedly communicated to an unknown man possessed and put into a trance by aliens. Now, some people think it's most li- it was most likely written by William Sadler, who was a turn-of-the-century psychiatrist who also published three books about eugenics and had a deeply rooted racist philosophy. So, you know, grain of salt or possibly dump truck full of salt. Uh, so it also says on here that uh, 
the their the book was the whole inspiration behind the uplifting quotes they put on the side of their boxes. Yep. Um, let me give you a little bit of rundown on the religion itself. It revolves around the idea that there are many different sons of gods who live on many different planets in the galaxy. According to the belief system, our world is just one of billions. The planet Earth is apparently Orontia, which where the book gets its name from, obviously. And it has some of the most racist ideas ever read in a long time, according to the article of, or the author of this article. According to the text, half a million years ago, six colored races existed on our planet. And when I say colored, I mean like rainbow. They're red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and indigo. According to the text, there was racial superiority. Basically, it was top down. Top of the rainbow, best place to be. Bottom of the rainbow, worst place to be. It's indicated by a phrase, blue man subdues the indigo in the text. It also, for some reason, talks about strains of giantism appearing in certain colors. Uh, green and orange are specifically mentioned. Makes sense. I, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is, all of that's like, okay, super weird, but whatever, you know. Crazy assholes uh, making up their own stories. This is where we get into the eugenics. On every planet in every universe, fair-skinned, blue-eyed aliens named Adam and Eve come and uh, basically uplift the races and purify them. Mm. <laughs> Meaning they eliminate the inferior stock and purify the planet. Yeah, and the like the main like the main guy face of the company when it was first founded. Super into this book. Even did a an article one time. The guy's name was, I think, Mark Siegel. The seven levels of the deity's functions. Uh, I was actually looking at the 20 most asked questions. Oh, I've got their book pulled up. Oh, okay. Interesting. So you found the Arantia book? Yeah, I just clicked on the Arantia book link in there, and it actually pulls the whole book up on Google Books. Now, Jay, you're a... You're the kind of person that's highly suggestive. I don't recommend <laughs> you read that. I don't want to come over here and have to explain to you why eugenics is wrong. Okay. I'm not happy about the pause there. I know. It's that's, why I, that's why I did it. <laughs> uh, but in his in the paper that Siegel wrote, 20 most asked questions, he, he is quoted as saying, belonging to any particular race provides no spiritual advantage or disadvantage. But he also writes, at the present time, mankind loses about as much progress as it makes by ignoring eugenics. <sighs> yeah, it's it's pretty wild. <laughs> like yeah. I said, the, the, the company has been bought by um, a company called Haines Celestial Group. They own a lot of other stuff. I don't know if they took Celestial into their name when they bought it or if that was just a weird coincidence. Yeah, I don't know. But they also own like... Um, a company called Health Valley, Rudis Organic Bakery, and a company called Nile Spice. You know, it's just a conglomerate situation. Um, I don't know if the heads of the Haines Celestial Group are into the Book of Arantia. Uh, the article doesn't say. It just basically talks about the original founders. And that just, like, that blew my mind. Like, And the way I came across it was uh, one of the guys that uh, we work with, he came rolling over to my desk the other day. And he shows me uh, something that he found, like, in one of his groups, which was, I think it was, like, Borderline Offenses me Offensive Memes or something is the name of the group. I can't remember yeah. the exact name of it because I don't do that kind of stuff. I basically wait for other people to filter it to me. But the meme was basically uh, just, like, a picture of a guy, like, just wide-eyed, uh, looks like he hasn't slept in days and it's like uh looking for a video on youtube to fall asleep to at 9 a at 9 p.m 2 a.m uh learning all about the history of uh celestial seasonings tea and their uh background in eugenics wow. <laughs> and i was like what he's like i don't know <laughs> i just thought the picture was funny so i'm like okay it's time for some google fill <laughs> and of course, I type in celestial seasonings, and like you said, like the second, third thing that pops up is celestial seasonings cult. I'm like, oh, there's my answer, <laughs> but let's dive deeper. So Siegel, he did leave the company since, what was it, did it say 2002? He has been running the uh, Utarian Foundation. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's the president of it, yeah. Wow. 
Wasn't expecting that today. I really wasn't. Yeah, how do you think I had to had to deal with it? I was trying to digest that shit at work. I'm trying to do my job, and that just keeps coming in my head. Sleepy time tea sure does love killing people. <laughs> at least the wrong people. <laughs> Not happy. Just glad it wasn't a Kool-Aid company. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Flavor aid for when you absolutely have to kill your entire following. <laughs> I shouldn't say that because I don't know if Flavor Aid's still a company or not. Yeah, I have no idea. Their new flavor, Jim Jones. <laughs> Jim Jim Jones Jungle Jungle Punch. Jungle Punch. <laughs> it's like Sharkleberry Finn. <laughs> So I'm not sure if that's too soon, but I don't care. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so coming across articles now, I didn't read it. Uh, you know, there is the new movie Cocaine Bear. Yeah. So coming across an article, apparently they found a submarine off the coast of Colombia, had two bodies in it and three tons. Yes. Three tons of cocaine. I have several questions and a couple of comments. We could have a whole brand new movie if a sperm whale would have ingested this submarine. Because <laughs> I'm sure the submarine would have acted like a time-release capsule. Cocaine whale. Cocaine whale. That was my first thought when I read it, was cocaine whale. Two dead bodies. So my first question is, did it start with like four tons? <laughs> Or was it just a poorly designed submarine, which is the more likely scenario? Uh, yeah. And second, there's some guy who's been waiting on a delivery, and he saw that article and was like, son of a bitch! <laughs> yeah. I wonder who it was. Oh, yeah. And I'm pretty sure whoever designed that uh, submarine will never be found now, because yeah. I'm pretty sure whoever supplied the cocaine was not happy either. Well... I suppose it depends. If this was like the first, the first one, like, hey, we built this. We're going to take the cocaine, you know. And the guy's like, are you sure? Oh, yeah, it's going to be great. And that happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That guy's never getting found again. But if it's just like uh, maybe the hundredth run and like, you know, maintenance really should have had a crack at this before we submerged it again. There's probably a mechanic that's never going to see the light of day. Yeah. It's probably some poor bastard who works in just like a regular car dealership. Like, yeah, we uh, we need you to look at this. That's a submarine. Yeah, take a look at it. I don't know anything about submarines. It needs to be submersible. I get that. That's the whole point of a submarine. I don't think you're understanding. Cars no go underwater. <laughs> so by the pictures, it's actually not a full submarine. It's a semi-submersible ship. Okay. That was containing, had two dead bodies, and it says nearly three tons of cocaine. Okay, so it probably started with three tons. It looks like a speedboat that they've kind of sealed the the top of. I gotcha. So it's like barely out of the water. Okay. All right, so I'm going to craft a story uh, of the final moments on this thing for my own personal headcanon. (laughs) Yeah, no, that sounds in there a lot. (laughs) I'm assuming they attempted to go... Partially submerged, you know, lowest profile possible. Yeah. Took on water. They realized this is not, you know, this is unsalvageable. Knew the uh, the Colombian drug lord who put it all in there was not going to pa- let them pass the buck to anybody else. They said, oh, there's three tons here. We can kill ourselves with a pound each easily. <laughs> have at. We're done. Because <laughs> that's what I'd have done. <laughs> Like, I'm going to yeah. make my heart explode. I'm not drowning for nobody. And I sure as shit am not trying to explain to the guy how I tried to go a little deeper than I should have. Uh, yeah. It, it's, uh, there's nothing really in the article here, but there is a video. But man, it was found by the Colombian Navy. <laughs> then it definitely had five tons of, co- of cocaine on it when they found it. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> uh Wow, that is, uh, yeah, just to me, I, I, I seen that. I'm like, what? Yeah, that is, that is wild. Yeah, it looks like, according to this, it was a, they died from the toxic gases from the fuel. Sure. Because there was no <laughs> ventilation because it was sealed. No, 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 I mean, that's honestly. So they say. Some, it wouldn't surprise me if that 
actually happened. Yeah. But I like my story better. Yeah, I like your story a lot better. Yeah. I mean, I could see them from the, you know, the the exhaust fumes. Yeah, yeah. Slowly drifting off and not being able to be like, fuck it. I mean, it might have helped. Kept them awake for at least another minute or five. They made it. They may have realized I can get out and swim all the way to the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> just drag it. Uh, get there. Here's your five pounds of cocaine. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, yeah, that's a uh, rest in peace, guys. Yes, rest in peace. But, I mean, you were drug smugglers. I mean, it could have been personal use. You don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I guarantee if it was personal use, it was personal use for the rest of their lives. Regardless. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Three tons, Jesus. Nearly three tons. Yeah. uh, Jay, when they say nearly three tons, they mean at least two tons and like, what, there's six, how many, 2,000 pounds in a ton, right? Yes. So, they mean at least... Two tons and then another like 1,900 pounds. There was an exact measurement on here in kilos. Well, I'm not doing the conversion. Yeah, neither am I. But then this other article said it was nearly 5,800 pounds. Yeah. 2,643 kilograms. So, yeah, nearly 5,800 pounds would be 2.18 or 2 and 1,800 or whatever. Yep. So, yeah. Still a lot of fucking cocaine. Yeah. Damn. Cocaine bear, step up your game, son. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine the rampage you'd have gone on with that? <laughs> well, there's a bear outside the submarine. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, or moose can dive. Maybe cocaine moose is okay. <laughs> it's the next movie. If this was, if this would have been instead of in Colombia, this was, you know, British a Columbia, far, a lot farther north, it could have been polar bear, <laughs> cocaine polar bear, which is even more terrifying. Yeah. Because you can't tell if he's got white or <laughs> You just go, he's snuffling. Yeah, bear snuffled. Not like this. <laughs> I didn't think bears could run 93 miles an hour. What the fuck? He's gaining on us. We're in the air. I know. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, I, I really, by the end of the month, I plan on having seen Cocaine Bear. Yeah. Later today, I got I to gotta pick my mom up from work because she couldn't find her keys. So... She had to get a ride down to work, and now she's too good to walk home in the rain and the cold. So I can't start my uh, St. Patrick's Day drinking, which for those of you who are unaware, because this won't be dropping today, but we are recording on St. Patrick's Day. Yes, we are. And hey, everyone. Yeah. But we told you that last time, so yeah. you know, get another one. Take it back, Jay. Okay. I'm just going to edit that out. Okay. And I'll leave the rest of the conversation in where you told me to not say it. <laughs> Just because I'm a dick. I feel like you're lying to me, but that's okay. No, I'm going to do it because I think it'll be funny. It's going to confuse some people. They're like, what? what? It'll be hilarious either way in my book. So, you know, <laughs> you do you do what you got to. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I'm planning on watching uh, Banshees of Inisher, uh later today. Uh, I always watch uh, Boondock Saints on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. And I have quite a bit of beer in the fridge uh, that um, I just, I haven't gotten around to drinking. Some of it may be skunk, but that's never stopped me before. It slowed me down. Never stopped me. Yeah. So my end of the day game plan here, because uh, my D&D group, and I know several of you listen, and you've made me sad for the record, uh, I've canceled tonight. So I'm going to get hammered. I'm going to watch those two movies. Not necessarily in that order. I'll probably start the movies and get hammered throughout the course. And then hopefully... I'll, my video game will have finally finished downloading because I started it yesterday and it's only about halfway done as of my leaving. Is my that house. on console or gaming PC? PC. PC. That sucks. Why? Well, what we do here when we're trying to download games a lot of times is we'll take the console mm-hmm. to a different location. <laughs> I mean, I could do that with my computer, but it's a pain it's in the a ass. Bigger pain in the ass. It's slightly larger pain in the ass. Yeah. But not honestly, not that much other than like i'm assuming with the console you just wi-fi connect to wherever you go yeah 
and I don't have a wireless antenna in my computer, yeah. so I would have to hardline in, which not a huge deal other than the whole getting it set up and then hooking it up to a TV or a monitor somewhere yeah. so I can check the progress. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a, about 90% the same level of bullshit. But yeah, the whole being able to just connect wirelessly does make it easier. It's like, yeah, I was telling you the other day, and normally I upload the, the podcast from a different location. Right. And it only takes, you know, a minute or two. This last episode, I, I had to do here from home. I actually timed it. It took 45 minutes almost. That's right. That's our level of dedication to you guys. Well, Jay's level of dedication. I'm not doing it. And that, that was in the middle of the night. I made sure all other devices, nothing was connected to the internet other than my laptop. And it still took that long. Yeah. I can believe that. Yeah. I guess and so. my cell service sucks out here, so I couldn't even really be on my cell phone. Right. It was, it was, it was horrible. Oh well, yeah. I mean, that's, that's basically what I'm dealing with at my house. I, uh, I started it and then I was like, yeah, I'll watch, watch some, something on YouTube. And I started that up and it's just like spinning. I'm like, oh, right. I can't do both of these things. Yeah. I'm like, well, maybe I'll just watch a movie. Oh shit. Everything I watch is streaming services. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I guess I'll stop this and turn it back on when I go to bed. Yeah, I got I used to what I would do is I would download from, you know, some of the streaming services. You can download the shows or the episodes, movies, whatever, and watch them offline later. Mm -hmm. I used to do that. This way I could still watch a movie or something. Mm -hmm. But you didn't have nothing like that. No. I, I probably could have done that. Yeah, but the thing is, doing that, because downloading anything at my house is an absolute chore regardless. Yeah. So it wouldn't have really saved me any time in a long run. No. Because I would have had to turn off the download anyway. It probably would have taken a, an hour to download just even a movie, if yeah. I'm lucky. And then, you know, then I can watch the downloaded movie. But I was going to go to bed about that time anyway. Yeah. Why, the, why the fuck bother? Yeah. So one of the other things that uh, we were discussing the other night, have you heard, you know, they're trying to introduce the 32-hour work week? Uh, yeah, I've heard on and off. So, yeah, basically they want to make it 32-hour work week. Anything over 32 is overtime. Mm -hmm. I, I see some problems with that. I mean, they may do that in some other countries. Fine. How many companies here in the U.S. do you think are going to pay that overtime or just make everybody 32-hour employees? I mean, as long as 32 is considered full-time and you get benefits, that's... You're still losing eight, eight hours of pay a week, so you're not going to have as much money to survive on. Well, and for a lot of people, they're barely making it now on 40 hours a week. This is true. But the concept of the 32-hour work week isn't about getting your uh, getting employees more money. It, oh, no, for, it's not. For working 40. It's about providing more free time, which it sounds great on its surface. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I would and, love that. In the, the studies show that, you know you're more productive during those 32 hours than you would be during the 40. You yeah. actually are doing more at work during that time. Right. Because we all have, we all have that Friday fuck up, fuck around. Yeah. Is what I call it. You know, where last day of the week, I'm not invested. Yep. It yeah. doesn't happen to me every week, but it does happen to me. Oh, yeah. And it happens to everybody, I think, except for yeah. massive workaholics yeah. who look at overtime as a treasure to be unearthed and enjoyed. I, I just think it's going to cause so much more financial problems for the common working folk in this country if they were to do it. Yeah, okay, great. 32-hour work week. Woohoo. But with the prices on everything that have gone up, and if companies decide, okay, yeah, you can still work your 40 and we'll pay you the eight hours overtime, you think they're not going to just raise their prices on their product like they did when they raised the minimum wage? And how many companies of people are going to be like, okay, 32 hours, you're done for the week. Those people are going to have to go find second jobs to make up for the income they're losing. So they're not going to be getting the time off, the extra time off. And no. that, I mean, that's the that's how I see it. I, I could be dead wrong. I think it's just, it's a horrible idea. No, you, you bring up excellent arguments, but the thing you're going to have to remember is if they're, if they get around to it, which let's be honest, they're not going to, but if they get around to implementing something like that, there's going to have to be more than just that as a yeah. reform. Uh, for one thing, they'll have to increase, they'll have to make a minimum wage increase to offset the fact that people are working few yeah. hours because, and one thing I firmly believe is that the further you get away from the baseline of a company, you mm -hmm. know, 
entry level positions, what do you, whatever you want to call them, the less you having the less you have your finger on the pulse of reality. Yeah, because you know you get these companies that okay, well we'll raise the prices. Okay, um, here's the thing: if we can't afford your shit, we will stop buying it. Yep. We'll find it cheaper somewhere else or we'll do without. Yeah. Now, there are always going to be those people who, like, just bankrupt themselves uh, trying to, you know, keeping up with the Joneses, basically. Yep. And that is a hor- – the horrible fact of it is, is that's who companies re- – large companies rely on yeah. to make their profit margins. If this would have been the the norm, like I know, you know, in certain European countries, it's how it is. Yeah. They get more days off. They They – it is a lot different, but because of the way the American culture is on spend to spend, spend, and mm. got to have the bigger, newer, best items, yeah. I it's just I think it's going to cause a lot of problems for a lot of people. Maybe, well, it's capitalism gone rampant. Yeah. In the and, long term, it could be great, but the immediate ramifications oh, yeah. of it are going to be devastating. Yeah, without a very well thought out and properly imp- implemented game plan, yeah. it will be short term, absolute utter fucking chaos. Yeah, I think this is the second time this bill has been introduced um, by the same same congressman or senator. I can't remember who it is, but he's from California. Um, who's introduced this? Yeah, I, I started to read the the bill the other night when I found the article, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't get too far into it. Well, and another thing that I don't think a lot of people consider is a lot of the countries in Europe that have these 32-hour work weeks, they pay like 50% in taxes, shit like that. Yeah. And here's the thing. That's like, I know a lot of people hear that and they immediately think I'm going to be like, how dare they charge that? No. If you're going to properly use my tax money, you know, provide good infrastructure, mm-hmm. free health care for the country, you know, use it correctly. The college tuition. Give me fucking 50% taxes. Yeah, the college if, tuitions too. If I can go to a doctor and not have to worry about paying 8000 goddamn dollars for him to stick his finger in my ass, I you know, can, I can that get, should be free. I can get that done for a lot cheaper. Yeah. I mean, the guy's no expert. But... Well, you find the right guy, he'll do it, and he might pay you. <laughs> this is true. But I'm New all for... business idea. <laughs> I'm all for tax, you know, taxes being increased if they're used correctly. Yeah. And also, if they eliminate tax havens. Yeah. You know? Because that's, honestly, that's one of, in my opinion, one of the biggest problems in our country right now is you and me, we, they take our taxes directly out. Yep. At the end of the year, the oh you've paid too much. Here's here's your money back, which is essentially a interest free loan to the government until they have to pay it back to yeah. me at the beginning of the year. Uh, and then you got huge companies. I won't name names, but I will say Elephant Tusk and what do we call them? Geoffrey Bozos. Yes. Um, you Geoffrey. Know, yes. Friends. No. Friends from Geoff. Yeah. Geoff Bozos and Elephant Tusk or whatever the. Yeah, whatever the guy name was. Our Carney U friends use all kinds of uh, tax loopholes and shit to pay very little. And then you've got uh, certain ex-presidents that paid like $700 in taxes uh, through quote-unquote creative tax uh, interpretation. I mean, I'm not going to lie. If I had the kind of money to be able to take advantage of these tax laws, I would do it. And that's the problem, because I'm not going to say I wouldn't either. I'm not perfect. If you if you can, well, not the way certain people so, did it. Yeah. If you can legally provide me ways to avoid paying my taxes, yeah. Fuck, why would I not do that? Yeah. So, and that's the problem. We need to close those. Yep. Because we would have much less of less of a deficit if, uh, let's face it, a couple of the richest motherfuckers on the planet were paying were paying taxes. the same percentages yeah. that they should be instead of well technically you should be getting taxed like 40 percent or whatever their tax bracket is yeah but since you commissioned this painting for 30 for 30 dollars from a friend of yours yep and then you had it valued at ten thousand and donated it that's ten thousand dollar tax write-off yeah. you know any charitable donation yeah tax write-off and i get i get that i genuinely get that 
charitable donations, those are a good thing. They should be tax write offable. But when the you, problem is when you when run you the foundation, it. when you run the foundation you're donating to, yeah, that's <laughs> another issue. And I don't claim to have all the answers. Yeah. I, I don't know enough about tax codes. Yeah. It would be stupid of me to tell you oh, I have the answers. Here's how we would do it. My I don't. Big, yeah, and one of my biggest issues with like the charitable charitable donation thing is most charities, very little of your donation actually goes to the cause. And the pink ribbons. Yeah. They're the one they're one of the worst. Yeah. Because like, most of it goes to their operating costs. Yeah. It's I, I remember a few years back I had seen something on it that a few of them it was like eighty cents on the dollar. Yeah. Goes to the foundation itself. Mm-hmm. Only twenty cents goes to the research. Yeah. Uh, Susan G. Komen, I think, is the the breast cancer awareness pink ribbon thing. Uh yeah, one of them, yeah. And they are one of the worst about it. Now and I'll be the first to say, yes, there should be research done. That, that mm-hmm. you know, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, don't donate to them. Find another way to donate for for breast cancer research. There's actually several websites uh, that you can go to that will actually show you how much of your donation actually goes to the cause itself. Well, those ribbons aren't free, man. So, but yeah. Anyway, wow. that's the whole. Wow, we really just. Got off on some rants here. Uh, yeah. I, well, you know, it started out as no topic, and then... Then we just got angry. Just got angry, which kind of fits. Yeah. That's kind of who we are. I'm an angry man most of the time. I'm a hungry man most of the time. Luckily, hungry man meal. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> They're not sponsoring us, so fuck them. They don't get my time. What was it if somebody told me once that uh, they don't care about other people's opinions or anything due to three reasons? One, you're not feeding me, you're not financing me, and you're not fucking me. Yeah. So I don't give a shit what you have to say. And I kind of agree with that. <laughs> I mean. Uh, hang on. I got a text. So if if anybody wants to sponsor us, I'll give a shit. Right, right. I will not edit our content no. for said sponsorships. We are who we are. We will say what we say. Yeah. And... I doubt they're going to, but if Celestial Seasonings Tea Company wants to sponsor us, that's going to be a hard pass for me. I can't condone eugenics. <laughs> well, okay. I agree with that. You cannot condone that. <laughs> <laughs> but they are no longer owned by those people. Also, I don't like tea. I love tea. I like cold iced tea. I don't like hot tea. I don't like any hot beverages, actually. I don't like yeah. hot cocoa. Uh, I mean, I love coffee, but iced coffee. Yeah. I don't like hot coffee. I don't do a hot tea. I do iced tea. It'd be negative 30 degrees outside, and I'm like, somebody offer me a cup of coffee. Can you put some ice cubes in that shit? I mean, I, I, I love some iced coffee. Um, I, I do like hot coffee. I drink it all the time. But yeah, hot tea, oh, I prefer that over anything, usually. Yeah, see, I just can't do it. A little bit of sugar, and I use actually cream in mine, not... You know, mm. I, I go very British with it. Thought it was going to be nasty until I tried it. Well, that's one of those things that like, I think as in general Americans, that just seems weird to us, which yeah. doesn't make much sense because yeah. how many pu- fucking people drink coffee with cream or milk in it? Yeah. And I accidentally found it. I was, I it was at one of the gas stations at my previous job and I was, I made a, a thing of tea because my throat was sore and I just wanted some tea that night. I made my hot tea. And without thinking, because I usually always get coffee and I use their half and half, I put half and half in it. And I'm like, and I took a drink and I'm like, oh, oh, okay, that wasn't coffee, but that's pretty good. And it kind of stuck. Yeah, no, I'm straight up like I've had. And if I if I'm going to drink hot tea, yeah, I like to have some sugar and cream in it. Yeah, it's a very different experience, but it's a good I like it. Uh, So my favorite president needs money, according to this text i've got i think i'm good though (laughs) for one we're talking about my favorite president barack obama is just chilling he's not doing anything that's right i said it barack obama's my favorite president why because he did a kickflip he did a kickflip man man was cool may not agree with his policies i'm okay with you not agreeing with his policies i didn't agree with all of his policies but god damn he was cool (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i'm I'm going through the news websites now to see if anything pops out to me that i want to talk about here but i'm not finding really anything that's no i mean i like i said when we started the couldn't think of a decent topic but i really wanted to talk about how wild that celestial seasoning thing was and then we got off on taxes and that was was not expecting that that one that one threw me way off 
I'm not going to lie. I mean, I wonder how many other companies have backgrounds similar. Yeah. I mean, I know there's a couple automakers who got their start during the, and well, we shouldn't say got their start, but it really took off during the whole Nazi regime. Yeah. Now they are no longer owned. You know, I think how I think Chrysler or Daimler or whoever it is now owns a lot of the car manufacturers in the world. Yeah. Like I was watching a video. I did not realize. I think it was Mercedes Benz actually is owned by Chrysler. Yeah. Yeah. I did not realize that. It's weird because you don't like. And Bugatti, I think, was owned by them as well. What? Right. And it's super weird to me because growing up, you know, yeah, of course you'd heard of Chrysler, but it wasn't exactly the Cadillac of cars as Cadillac is the Cadillac (laughs) of cars. Um, It wasn't, you know, you never thought of them as anything particularly special and it turns out they own some of the most sought after brands car wise out there and it's like it's like i what the fuck (laughs) place i used to work rebuilding diesel engines they'd been around for years and years as their own company i got laid off from them off by them because they were selling out to chrysler yeah because i could yeah it's another one of them companies that owns so much shit well you want to talk about how fanta became a thing because uh of uh embargoes to nazi germany i mean don't you want a fanta i mean we can if you want to (laughs) i I think this this episode might be a little too heavy on the nazi talk (laughs) yeah yeah i'm sorry to say that that's a phrase i was hoping we'd never have to get to (laughs) because i don't exactly like giving them recognition of any kind good or bad like but as Mel Brooks once said, you got to laugh at them or uh, you run the risk of people thinking it's a decent idea or fear allowing people to try, fall in line with yeah. them. If you're mocking them, it's, that's harder to do. Yeah. There is a <laughs> Fanta in, in Germany. Okay. So Gabriel Iglesias uh-huh. in one of his specials um, talked about he was in India doing a show. And apparently Fanta is huge over there mm-hmm. in India. And the whole crowd was chanting about Fanta and talking about, you know, what they drink. And right down front, there were a couple German guys. And the Germans started harassing him over what do we like to drink, you know, because everybody else was from India. And uh, it went on back and forth, back and forth with these Germans just harassing him, giving him a hard time, calling him fat man, this, that, and the other. And he looked, Gabriel Iglesias looked at the Germans when they finally asked, what do we drink? He goes, the blood of Jews. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, to really They laughed their asses off about it. That would be a little bit concerning to me, frankly. <laughs> they, they're like, that's a good one, Fatman. <laughs> All right, so to recap, we've talked about Nazis, how they drink the blood of Jews. <laughs> Celestial seasonings being into eugenics. <laughs> I thought we did our dark episode like in the first couple of episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, since brought up a comedian here, one of my favorite comedians, Burt Kreischer, uh-huh. has a couple new things on Netflix. I yeah, I watched his new special the other day. Which one did you watch? Because like, Razzle Dazzle or Come Here Big Boy? Come Here Big Boy is older. Or is that older? Okay. And I did not, I I've actually not didn't care it. for it. Um, I lo- Don't get me wrong, I love Burt Kreischer, but Come Here Big Boy... It- I don't know. It just didn't, it didn't resonate with me. Like the first couple of standups, yeah. uh, the machine and secret time, uh, this new one fucking amazing. Oh, razzle does. Yeah. I watched it the other night sitting out here night. I missed work and I had to control my laughter because there were people sleeping down the hall. Yeah. The bit about the escape room. Oh my God. I almost, I died. was fucking losing it. <laughs> yeah. If y'all have not seen it, you've got to check it out. Cause yeah. it was, it is worth the watch. Yeah, the uh, the auction at his daughter's <laughs> school and the um, the escape room story; those two things alone, yes, would can sell this entire special, and the rest of it's good too. That's just those two stories alone sell sell that special. I've not watched any of the clips or the previews for the the machine movie. I have seen one preview for it. I think his dad is played by. God, his dad's played by somebody, and I can't think of who it is right off the top of my head, but all I know for sure is I am very, very interested in seeing this movie. Yeah, I'm interested in seeing it too. I, I've purposely not watched any of the previews 
because I, I so want it to be good and I don't want to be disappointed and I don't want to go into it with any, any, you know, pre idea of just based on the previews. Cause everybody knows they put those previews out to highlight some of the best parts. Yeah. Now I will tell you this, um, cause I don't really feel it's a spoiler. It is not the story of the machine. That's like the first, the opening bit. The rest of it is the ramifications years later. Yeah. And I'm super excited from what I've seen of the preview. Oh, I'm super excited because either way, I think it's going to be great. But I just, yeah, I just didn't want to go into it because there are some movies where the previews are the best part. And yeah. you you leave the movie just cussing and disappointed. Yeah, there was, uh, I can't remember what movie it was. Uh, but a few years ago, there was a movie that got sued over the preview. Yeah, I was about to. I was about to bring up the other movie that made me angry. No, we're not going to talk about goddamn white noise again. Since you brought it up, Jim. No, <laughs> I said the title. I did not bring it up. I baited you into saying the title. You're an asshole, is what you are, sir. <laughs> yeah, I am. But yeah, that's. I have purposely avoided. You didn't even movies. see a preview for that, so I don't want to hear Actually, that. Actually, I shit. did. I think that's how I. I oh, okay. Because it was like on, you know, on Netflix when you open it up, it's got that yeah. top one, and it shows you like a preview of it. Right. And that's what I seen and how I clicked on it. But anyway. But yeah, there was uh, several years ago. I and like I said, I don't remember what the movie was, but yeah. they got the company. They're the production company whoever it was mgm whoever whoever i don't know i don't even know if mgms are a thing anymore but they got sued because the preview presented a movie very very different to what the actual movie was yeah i'm looking it up now because i remember hearing about it but i honestly don't remember oh so 2022 okay well, it's more recent than i thought yeah well that's just the most recent one there was a couple other articles here um universals pictures it says two film buffs say Universal Pictures tricked them into renting a 2019 flick because of the trailer featured a specific actor. And yeah, they end up suing over it. Um, I guess you doesn't say the movie. I'm going to say you probably have to go into the article yeah. and click next eight times. Clickbait assholes. Yeah. So I'm not. That's another thing I want to talk about. Clickbait. That's some bullshit. Oh. No, I don't want to talk about clickbait. So I've been angry enough of this episode. Thank you. Yeah. Federal judge in 20, December 2022 ruled that they can sue over the allegedly misleading trailer. And frankly, I I think that that's a good thing because, yeah. you know, we have the whole truth in advertising and a trailer is advertisement. <laughs> There's another article misleading movie trailers that should have been sued over. OK, what do we got? Jurassic Park. OK, I don't remember any trailers for that, but um, or previews from- for it that. The like the original or yeah I believe so okay I'm not sure like I said I don't remember any specifics of any of the previews but I'm not sure how you would have sued a movie about dinosaurs yeah if you had any idea about uh, Michael Crichton's book you should have known what the fuck was going to yeah. happen uh, the next one on the list is King Kong from 2005 okay I'm not sure again because I feel like it's King Kong if you didn't know the rough outline of the story yeah then you're i mean how's it how's it feel this fresh air from now that you're out of the cave yeah um the next one i am legend okay that i can see because i remember the previews of that making it yeah. seem like it was going to be an action thriller and it really <laughs> wasn't um i scrolled down on the list and not the next one but the one after uh i love it okay uh the next one on the list the transporter with jason statham okay the one after that is going to piss the people off, and I think it's hysterical. Star Wars: The Force Awakens. That's right. I mean, According to this article, they should have been sued over because of the trailer it was misleading. I don't know. I, I'm not reading why. I'm just reading the titles. No, nah, I don't fine. give a shit. No, that's fine. Um, I'm going to assume that that it should have been sued because it was misleading in that uh we thought we were going to get a good movie because <laughs> uh force awakens is just essentially a retelling of a new hope it's yeah not particularly good i mean it's a bad retelling also and also a lot of people got like super angry when they saw a black stormtrooper i'm like what's your problem here <laughs> Like, we've never seen a Stormtrooper's face. Um, the next one on the list is Predators. Okay. Lilo and Stitch. Okay. Uh, yeah, fuck that one. Moving on. 
<laughs> the next one. Oh my God. Rogue One, a Star Wars story. I like that movie. I don't know why it should have been sued over its trailer. Yeah, I don't know either, but. Like, you're you're giving these to me, and, and don't get me wrong, they're coming in pretty hot and fast, but like most of these, if I remember previews for them, I don't remember anything that led me to think, oh, well, this would be that. And then I saw the movie. I'm like, well, it's nothing like that. Well, this is probably just this, the whoever wrote this article is just personal opinions. And they probably just didn't like the movies, uh, which is fair for yeah. several of them. Uh, the last one on the list, straight out of Compton. Okay. Were they expecting them to leave Compton at the beginning of the movie? I, I don't know. I, maybe. Did maybe. they not know the story of NWA? They, they may not have known the story of NWA. I honestly don't know, but yeah, that is the last one on their list. But yeah, that's uh, movies that should have been sued over misleading trailers. Okay. I'm sure we could come up with our own list. Yeah, yeah, we may do that in an episode. But uh, speaking of movies, here, when we can convince him to take some time out of his schedule and come on to the show, uh, we do intend to have an episode where friend and contributor Ted... Uh, will be basically giving us synopsis of movies, particularly his favorite movies. Um, I'm going to tell you all right now, it's going to be a treat because Ted doesn't believe it of himself, but Ted is an amazing storyteller. And when he is passionate about something that he is describing to you, Oh, he gets, he gets into it. It's, it's almost a sublime moment. Like you're just, you're, you're, you're just getting the energy yeah. uh, that he has for it. Like he exudes it and you're just like, like as an example, the other day, one of Ted's favorite movies is heat. And I'm going to go ahead and in the Stephen King episode that was supposed to be about movie quotes, (laughs) I fucked up the quote and I'm going to correct it. Now the quote is for me, the action is the juice. And Ted loves that, that quote. And that is from the movie heat, which is one of Ted's favorite movies. I've seen heat. Heat is a very good movie. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, it's all right. No, it's a good movie. It's one that I don't like rewatch a bunch, but I will never say it's a bad movie because it is a very good movie. We were at work the other day and Ted was describing it to somebody who hadn't seen it. And like I said, I've seen it before and I'm listening to Ted and Ted's got so much energy involved here. I'm like, shit, when I go home, I'm probably going to end up watching Heat. Yeah. Uh, I didn't because I fell asleep, but. Honestly, if I was going to watch something that night, it would have been heat because of the the level of energy Ted puts into. If he likes something and is passionate about it, he is a great hype man for it. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, If Ted wanted to just be a hype man, like he could get paid. Oh, yeah. The amount of joy and glee that you can actually see on his face when he's talking about something that he loves. See on his face, hearing his voice. The man, if if he enjoyed it. You are going to experience secondhand joy yeah. from his description. Of yeah, it. you will. And now you may, and I'm not going to say that he'll he'll describe something to you, and you'll go watch it, and you'll be like, you'll enjoy it. He may describe something to you, and there'll be so much joy that you have to go check it yourself, and then you just find it's not your cup of tea. That doesn't diminish from the the initial moment where he's describing it to you. Yeah, I mean, and you know those types of things—they're all personal opinions. Yeah. And not everybody's going to have the same opinion. Yeah. No, if if Ted had the ambition to start a cult, he easily could. I'd be a Tedite. <laughs> Maybe we should get together and we'll do that. <laughs> hmm. Future episode. <laughs> I mean, you talk about cult of personality. Yeah, Ted could be Ted could be the face of a cult easily. He he just has a way of getting you excited about something that you might not even really care that much about. Yeah. So I'm going to put this out there. So if anybody listening wants to hear this episode with Ted, because Ted is, he's nervous about it. Yeah. He's, he does not believe the way he should in himself as far as his ability to do this. Shoot us a message. If you want to hear this and you think from what you have heard from Ted in the past that we should do this, send us a message on the socials. I will, you'll get those here at the end of the show. And I will pass those along to him. Yeah, Ted, I want to stress, we are not calling you out because I know you're going to be, you'll be one of the first people to download this episode and listen to it. We are not calling you out. We are imploring you. We really, really want to do this. Yes. Yeah, you, you're the, the, can't think of the right words here. 
which is horrible. <laughs> yeah, considering this is kind of our thing. What we do. The amount of confidence that he does not have in himself that we see when we have had him on um, talking about anything and everything. He is great at what yeah, he does. Absolutely. The only thing I have ever had a problem with Ted. Is the bacon. Is the bacon. We actually talked about that at work the other day. Um, and also, Matt has tentatively agreed to come on and defend his position about burgers at steakhouses. Okay. <laughs> I suppose. Look, we have to let him have a platform. If, if We called him out on it, and I, he wasn't even here to defend the position. I went on a, uh, a date, first date for me in a long time. Did she order a burger at a steakhouse? She did not. If she had, I would have got up and left. But we're we're sitting there in the table to my left. There were four people. Vegans. And three of them got burgers. Okay. And all I could think about was that <laughs> while I'm on this first date, I, I just see people Try eating burgers. Try not to go off one. Because <laughs> you'd have looked crazy even if she's listened to the episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. But anyway, yeah, let's wrap this one up. Oh, shit. Has it been that? Yeah, wow. Man. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, so sorry for the anger, guys. Uh, sorry for the way this one rambled. We just didn't have a topic. Actually, I pretty much I enjoyed this one. Oh, I think yeah. we did pretty good on this one. I, I like these where it's just us shooting the shit. Yeah, no, they're fun. Um, these are the ones, though, that I always get a little bit nervous about until we upload them and I can re-listen to them. <laughs> Because as we're doing them, I'm always thinking, this is never going to work. And then I listen to them, and a lot of times I'm like, oh, that was a lot better than I thought yeah. it was. And like we have said in the past, we, we do this more for ourselves and our own enjoyment. Yeah. And these are the types of things I do enjoy. I, I do love it when we have a topic. Yeah. And can just focus on that one thing, even though we hardly ever do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. Last week, you know, we came in. We're going to do our drunk stories. And there were a couple of times I'm like... I almost felt like we were forcing it back on track because I really just wanted to tell these drunk stories and we were starting to do our own normal bullshit. <laughs> and I'm like, gotta steer this back. And it's harder than I thought it'd be. <laughs> but it was a fun episode. Oh, I love the episode. Yeah. Oh, that was a great episode. I really enjoyed uh, doing it. And I, you know, I enjoyed this one too. And hopefully that comes through when we upload it. Yes. All right. Well, let's get out of here. Peace Later. out. All right, Jay, give them the socials. All right, you can find us. It's J and J underscore A day. That's E R R Y D A Y. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can find us pretty much anywhere. YouTube. You can also email us. It's J and J dot day at gmail.com. And uh, we want to thank you all for listening. And until next time, peace out. Peace out, everybody.